Hello fellow gamers and welcome to episode 8 of Next Level. Today I'm covering the top racing games ever, including modern and retro, and on all gaming platforms. This is the first part of a mini-series that discusses the top games of a specific genre. It will be uh, done every fortnight and sometimes I'll have a guest. But before that, one viewer left me a voice message regarding my previous episode. Um, this was part 2 of Call of Duty Warzone, where I discussed season 5, the patch notes and the battle pass. He praises Activision's decision to give players who did not purchase the battle pass some free COD points. Um, this is an idea of what could happen if you left me a voice message. I'll play it and then I'll reply to it if it's a question or even if it is a statement. So here it is. Yeah, I just wanted to add like I've been playing Warzone ever since this came out and I haven't spent a penny on COD points and now this season uh, I would have enough COD points like gathered up from the free uh, battle pass to tiers. And now this season I can finally get the battle pass without spending a penny on quad points, which is great. Now this listener is talking about the free tiers that Activision gives away despite a player or gamer not uh, buying the full battle pass. So these can include uh, COD points like he's talked about, Call of Duty points that can buy in-game things such as the battle pass or other things from the store like weapon blueprints, stickers or emblems. Or they could be like emblems, stickers, charms, weapon blueprints, skins for vehicles and skins for operators. But um, he's praising that Activision has done this because, because he has been playing since the beginning, he has racked up these COD points. So when you buy the full battle pass, you get a total of 1,300 100 cod points from the battle pass from you get 100 per some tiers i think so that means for 13 tiers out of the 100 um 13 of them give away 100 cod points now what this means is that because just the battle pass by itself without any tier skips is 1000 cod points with the money you get the cod points you get from the battle pass you could keep buying it again and again if you don't spend any and still have 300 left over so what this uh, listener has been doing is that he's been racking up the COD points for free. So the ones that you get without buying the Battle Pass racks up to 300 COD points per season. And because he said he's been playing since the beginning, he said he finally has enough to buy the Battle Pass for Season 5. And it's a great Battle Pass, so it's a great time to get it. And uh, this means that because he's bought it, the amount of COD points he'll get from it, he'll be able to buy it again and again. Unless he's slightly greedy like I am, when I did that and I went to the store, allowed the Battle Pass and bought a really cool bundle for about a thousand cod points and then chose to fork out about five quid just to, so I could buy um, the battle pass so that was a bit stupid on my end but I'm glad that he's praising Activision for um, allowing free tiers to be a thing and then this just shows that Activision really un uh, unlike some other gaming companies but most of them they really do care about their gamers and they really do think a lot about people who don't like this pay to win strategy or something like that where they actually have to buy real use real money to buy things in game that will help them in game so um this is better from activision that allows free cod points so yeah so um going to our main topic for today um i'll say it again we're doing the top racing games ever that and please bear in mind that this is my opinion i don't play racing games that much but i do play them quite frequently and so uh yeah so let's just get into it so for number 10 I have a uh, Need for Speed Most Wanted. 
So are there, there are very few other racing franchises that I can name that have come close to the mammoth success of the Need for Speed franchise. After the fan favourite Hot Pursuit that released in 2002 and the reboot of the series that came with Need for Speed Underground, Most Wanted merged the two best worlds of Need for Speed. Out of this world cop car chases and achingly expensive but fun to drive exotic supercars. Also there was always the option to mod out a whole collection of hatchbacks and sports cars. The result was a ridiculously fun arcade racer that captivated fans due to the success of this game. Need for Speed games that followed rarely strayed away from the success of this game. The reason this takes my number 10 spot is because it sticks to the well known Need for Speed blueprint, chases and cool cars. So uh, yeah, so Need for Speed Most Wanted, I haven't actually played this game but from what I've researched on and I've seen so many reviews and they've just said that this is one of the best Need for Speeds just because it takes the old, the old games as I said Need for Speed Underground and Hot Pursuit and just slightly betters them and then puts more things into the game and it actually just made it into a great game from the gameplay that I watched. So for number 9 it's the TOCA Race Driver 3. So it's a slightly less well known game but still a great game. So this game was jam packed of incredible cars and different motorsports to try. This game was stuffed with official championships including touring car series, V8 supercars and IndyCar. Plus out of the box cars as well with sprint cars, Formula 3, GT racing and even monster trucks. You could be conquering tracks in V8 supercars in the morning or in the afternoon you could choose to spend your time manhandling a super truck around the track Mount Panorama. Even so you would not have even scratched the surface of what is available in this game. The reason this takes my number 9 spot is simply it's crazy amount of variety and everything that you can do in the game. Another less well known game is Trackmania Turbo and this takes up my 8th spot. This game was kind of a combination of various arcade elements from different racing games over the years. This game hit very hard with a track editor that allows you to do a ton of crazy stuff. The game comes equipped with over 200 tracks that incorporate crazy elements such as zero gravity and, magne and magnetic tracks. This makes the game feel somewhat like a roller coaster, albeit a roller coaster that you can control. The graphics are not photorealistic, but I do not think the game is going for that as it is a little bit casual but not in a way that a gamer will stop playing it. This takes my number 8 spot because of its ability to be classed as a racing game but be much more than that and its ability to be casual and fun but not simple. Now for my 7th spot is a biking game, a motorbike game, it's called Ride 2 and this is a game that has been classed as Gran Turismo for bikes as in a much more realistic game that is hailed for its crisp design. This game aims to tackle some of the issues that came with the first game including load times and problems with the physics. The company also tightened it up in the handling department to make it more accessible as it is aiming to be a simulation game. It hopes to be the most virtual riding experience ever. This takes my 7th spot as out of the few motorbike gamings that I, games that I have played this gave me the best experience enjoyment wise and it is slightly easier than Gran Turismo to handle so it has that simulation 
based game it's based on that but it's based on experience as well and enjoyment and because this is the second game of the franchise or the series even though there's only been two games this shows that the company has bettered themselves they listen to gamers and fans who have said okay this is a great game graphics can be spiced up a bit and enjoyment is a bit low and also it's a bit too much like Gran Turismo is what they've basically said and they said we want le slightly less simulation and slightly easier handling and they've delivered and I think they've given a great game that's why it takes my seventh spot now for my sixth spot I was struggling to find a place to put this because my next other games there's they're really really good and I just love this next game so uh, I'm going to keep it a little bit of surprise and I'm going to see if you guys can guess it. So don't cheat, tell me if you guessed this game. So my sixth spot, this is one of my favourite racing games ever. The story places the main character in a coma and giving him the supernatural ability to possess any other driver on the road. Do you get where I'm going with this, what game this is? Now this might sound like a daft detour from the established direction of the driver series, now you probably know. But because of how great the gameplay is, it leads to an overwhelmingly great time. With the game featuring impeccable handling, the grab bag of licensed vehicles features some of the most iconic car chase cars of all time. This game, which you probably have guessed by now, Driver San Francisco. This game takes my sixth spot because of how the main storyline dots around the map and is one of the better campaigns I've seen to date. Now, the, one of the main reasons I love this game is because the more you progress in the main storyline with the side missions and all of that where you have to be a cop or something, the reason I love it is because the more you progress, the better cars you can actually go into. And the best thing about it is that in every car that you go into, no matter what it is, if it's like a small little hatchback, like barely 100 horsepower, or even the best car in the world, they even have DeLoreans in this game. If it is one of those, there's a story in each car. Uh, if you have a passenger, I remember I went into this taxi and they were talking about a murder that they killed someone to their friend on the phone and then you jump into a different car and there was a, a gang war and all of this and it was crazy how it there were so many stories and there's if, even though it seems like just because it's a racing game with a simple story there's actually so much lore and so much story within this game and you you guys probably agree with me that it was really hard to put this at six uh, spot but there are some other games that you'll hear so now a great game that came from Microsoft, specifically for Xbox and Windows, is Forza Horizon 3. Now notice I haven't gone for the latest addition to the Horizon franchise, Forza Horizon 4, and I'll explain why. So for spot number 5, I have Forza Horizon 3. So while Forza Horizon 4 remains a remarkable addition to the franchise, it is a simply superb Horizon 3 that everyone looks back upon very fondly. The reason is the open world itself. Yes, Horizon 4's Edinburgh is far and away the best and most beautiful city depicted in the series to date, and a far nicer place to cruise and explore than Horizon 3's surface paradise. But beyond that high-rise urban metropolis, Horizon 3's map is a terrific tapestry of extremely varied landscapes. It has the most varied world in the series, and that is before you include two high-quality expansions, Blizzard Mountain and Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels gave us a tropical paradise of life-side loops with launchers and everything and all orange and blue. It is this crazy cocktail of ingredients that has made this game an absolute smash hit 
The reason I put it for spot number five is just because of how it's not urbanized and there's so many different landscapes. You have snow, you have desert, you have all of this, all of that. Whereas in Forza Horizon 4, it comes with seasons. Whereas in Horizon 3, you can just choose where you'd like to go. And so that's why I really love it. Now going to a less graphically, graphically winning game, or uh, it doesn't de definitely doesn't win in the graphics wise areas, but it is a great game to play and it's, it's just so much fun. So it's Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So taking up my fourth spot is a Nintendo classic, Mario Kart 8. With the combination of 25 years of kart racing experience, Mario Kart 8 is the karting pinnacle of 2020, and the best of the franchise and genre at large. It is stuffed with features and boats, and an expertly balanced item list, wonder wonderfully balanced handling, and a supreme set of lovingly designed tracks. Despite this game not having photorealistic graphics and not the best of maps, it is a great laugh to play. And obviously you have the multiplayer element, but also if you're a Nintendo lover and you love you love used to playing like the actual proper Mario games, it actually puts all of the Nintendo characters into this game. And so it has a Street Fighter kind of vibe to it with the uh, fact that you can play with loads of characters. Now, uh, uh, going back to simulation really, I've got F1 2016. Again, I haven't gone with the latest one because I thought when I played this game, it was actually better than the, or in my opinion, it was better than the latest one. So this game really ramped up the simulation element compared to previous games, which were looked at as maybe a little bit too casual. More detail was added to F1 2016, including a good career mode. The graphics also hit the mark and despite this game not being so much for the casual gamer, it was great for fans of F1 and really hit the mark with the gameplay. And obviously as I said before, simulation is can be bad for some people and can be absolutely great for some. Because some people really want to feel like they're actually in the car, they're making the right turns, they're keeping to the racing line, touching the apex just perfectly, doing the best overtakes. Sometimes they want this simulation, sometimes they want failure just so it feels like they're actually in a car. Sometimes they want these handbrake turns to fail or they want to spin out and go onto the grass or go onto the sand, go off the track and hit the barrier. Sometimes gamers want that just so the simulation will feel like it. It's like in open world games. Sometimes you, um, I remember one of my friends who was playing Ghost of Tsushima and um, a great game which I'll touch upon in some uh, later episodes. But um, he loves dying in that game just because of how realistic it is and because of how long the cutscene is of death. And so it's just amazing. So yeah, simulation really hits the mark with some people and just not some with others. People who just want to be casual and just want to play a game and not have to actually think too hard. But um, yeah, I'm more on the simulation side. So let me know what side you are. Do you like simulation games or do you like casual games? Or are you in the middle? Do you like a bit of both? Let me know by leaving me a voice message on the Anchor app. So um, moving on to the, my next spot. So I've got Gran Turismo 3. So when series creator, so yeah, we're, uh, before I start this, we're in the top three now. So F1 2016 was the third one. Now this is number two, the runner up. So for Grant, I've got Gran Turismo 3, A spec. So when series creator created the Gran Turismo franchise, he expected it to be a niche game that fitted in a niche market, which was played by niche gamers. A game for hardcore virtual motorsport gamers. Instead, Gran Turismo redefined what gamers could expect from a racing game and went on to be the single best selling on the original PlayStation. 
However, it is hard to look past the monumental best-selling game in the franchise, GT3 A-Spec. On GT1 and GT2, many games used to be captivated by the opening cutscenes of Gran Turismo games. They would always want the game to be just like those cutscenes. Well, fans were astonished when Polyphony had achieved just that with Gran Turismo 3. The generation jump had left the game with a slimmer car selection and it would go on to be outmatched by the equally great Gran Turismo 4. But because GT3 launched just after the PlayStation 2 launch, it ushered in a new era with never before seen levels of accuracy. Everything about G Gran Turismo 3 hit the mark, from the series best soundtrack to the always unstop unstoppable red and white Suzuki Escudo. Now, my top spot, and now you guys might debate this, but I have always loved, I have always, always, always loved the Burnout franchise, or the Burnout series. It is a great series, and my favourite game from it was definitely Burnout Paradise. But when I looked back on the series when I was doing my research, I remembered this game, and I remembered how much it was an amazing, amazing game. So let me take you through it. So, taking the top spot is Burnout 3 Takedown. This game's the ultimate expression of high-octane arcade racing, and it remains a fun and ferocious experience. This is playable today as it was in 2004. The racing is pure and precise, and the continued crash mode into Burnout Paradise is absolutely brilliant. It's just mayhem, organised chaos. Even the audio was absolutely on point, with the clunk of one simple gear shift seeming like a cyborg trying to walk across a road. And it's the perfect for any gamer. Also, the soundtrack of any Burnout game always seems to amaze the person playing it. I remember Burnout Paradise's soundtrack and the main theme was Guns N' Roses and I absolutely loved that. Whenever I turned it on it was like, take me down to the Paradise City, it was a great great soundtrack and um, for those gamers who love Burnout you completely know what I'm talking about, I absolutely love it. But uh, yeah, the road rage mode where the crazy takedowns in Burnout are key is where Burnout 3 shines the brightest, but as Burnout Paradise still remains a firm fan favourite and the well-received remaster in 2018. This took Burnout into an open world and remains an excellent racer too, but as one of the highest rated racers in history, Burnout 3 doesn't just sit amongst the most revered games ever produced, it is the greatest and most acclaimed ever. I absolutely love this game. They, these were my top picks for the best racing games ever and I promise you now this is the most time I've ever put into an episode. It was crazy, I, I had so many racing games in my mind I was like where do I put this, where do I put that, where do I put this into the list but I was thinking about not just my opinion but how amazing the legacy of these games were and so these were my top picks for the best racing games ever. Let me know what you guys think are some of the best racing games you have ever played. Join me on Monday where I will be discussing my preconceptions of VR and then after a few days I'll be letting you guys know my thoughts on PSVR and the games it has to offer after I've tried it out for the first time. I have been Ali Suleiman and this is Next Level for The Gamer.